0: Let's go live.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the final episode of 2020 of Pure Finesse Podcast. We're welcoming back the usual guest, the usual suspect, Mr. Spinach Dip, Buffalo Bill sponsor, Pepsi sponsored, Mateus Lavera. Mateus, how are we today, sir?
0: Happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Yes, um, of course. Love the love the show. You know, some two great guys. Um let's get to it.
1: Yeah, well, me and Malcolm, you know. Didn't or me and Mateus, I should say, didn't have the best luck in the fantasy league. You see that we like to talk about that on his podcast a lot. But Malcolm made us join the pot or join the podcast, join the fantasy league. Malcolm, how was uh? Are you f- a fan of people? What did Mateus say? meticulating men's butts with the ta- ass tats. I'm not a fan of, of that. I think,
2: no, I think I think the problem was we had a corrupt commissioner, so we just they, he wanted to say whatever he did. But no, I'm not a fan of that. Um, only wanted it to happen if Jay lost, and obviously he didn't. So I wanted, I wanted you to get the ass tat.
1: Oh yeah, me and Mateus are pretty scared for the last couple of weeks because you know we were we were fighting <laughs> for last place for I would say a lot most of the season. But today's uh, I was, go ahead, Malcolm, I, Mateus. I was just,
0: I was just hoping that you know my the players that I drafted would put up more points than five. You know, <laughs> you, you pick up guys like Lamar, Tyreek, Hill, Michael Gallup. And you hope that you know they do something well for you, and yet late you're fighting for last place with the Cleveland Steamers.
1: <laughs> the name in all of fantasy football. But today we got our, everybody's got their top ten list for the best sports moments of 2020. So we're just going to go ten through one for each of our lists. Since mm-hmm. Mateus is the guest, the ever so humble Mateus, I should say. Let's start it off with number ten, Bud.
0: Uh, well, the this one is in, This one kind of just came in. 24 hours ago, and I'm going, going with Johnny Menzel returns to football. You know, Money Menzel, um, <laughs> you know, if you guys don't remember, he was an absolute stud at Texas A&M, you know, the house that Johnny built. You know, youngest Heisman in uh, in college football history, got drafted by the Browns, you know, kind of messed up his career a little bit, you know, not taking it so seriously, um, you know, kind of went the party route. But uh, whatever, know a lot of guys have trouble, you know, adjusting to fame, but yet still one of the most talented quarterbacks I've ever seen play at the college level or at any level for that matter. Um, obviously the league is seven on seven. Fan con- the, pe- the fans control the teams, the play calls. And I think uh, the rosters and the way they're selected, I think the details are still being finalized. Um, it's got a lot of funding from uh, Richard Sherman, Marshawn Lynch, Quavo, just to name a few. It's seven V seven non-contact, so flag football, essentially. And um, this is Johnny Menzel's, you know, kind of game. You know, running around making big plays. Interesting. I won the Heisman. See- yeah, exactly. Interesting to see who they pick up. So that's kind of my number ten. You know, kind of a weak number ten, but I like it. I'm a big Johnny Menzel guy, and yeah, I think it's back. good. For-
1: yes, sir, man. Hey, I, I went to the first game that Johnny Menzel started for the Tie Cats. So how are you?
0: There we go, yes, supporting sir. the supporting the Tie Cats. Of course,
1: of course. Oski, wee Number 10 for my list is of course the Cleveland Browns changing their narrative. You know, it's been pretty well documented. These two here on the screen like to trip me real hard about the Cleveland Browns records. These last couple of years, actually since they came back in the league in 99, if you're Malcolm, (laughs) but they're going to have a winning season this year for the first time in 14. And it looks like fingers crossed they're making the playoffs for the first time since 2002, knocking wood there. (laughs) Yeah. For, for real. But, you know, they have been the stock of the NFL, again, since they came back into the league in 99, yeah. 10 and 5. At worst case, they're finishing 10 and 6. And I would say, if you told me in September that they would finish 10 and 6, I would say it's nothing but a success. First-year coach in a COVID, COVID hit year is nothing short of a miracle for these Cleveland Browns, for sure.
2: Yeah, but do you think they're, like, I know they still haven't made the playoffs yet, but they changed the narrative having a winning season. Do you think they're able to put off? Against uh, like a practice squad. Oh, I was gonna say your Pittsburgh against...
1: Steelers are missing a lot of guys uh on Sunday. No T.J. Watt, no Cam Hayward, no Ben Roethlisberger,
2: no Pouncy. Exactly.
1: You got Genie Bouchard's boy toy and Mason Rudolph starting <laughs> yeah. starting, the, starting the game for him. I know. Yeah, that's, that's,
0: that's what I told you, right? I told you that they're probably gonna arrest players. And yeah,
2: you know, and I don't and see why not. Like it's you fantastic. have to it's you it's great push music. this one. Yeah, that's so, what all year. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll go to my top, my number 10. I think this one was kind of long overdue for this team. And it's the Dodgers winning the world series this year. Obviously we all know the past few years, actually in 2017, they lost the world series and in 2018. So back to back. And then in 2019, they lost in the NLDS. And then this year, finally winning four two over the Tampa Bay Rays to finally clinch that world series that they've been working so hard for. Like this has kind of been a team that's known winning for such a long time. And obviously with the shorter season, it's not like, uh, they could put up 96 wins or hundred wins. Like the other years, they still put up like 40 in a shortened season. So that was really good to see. Also kind of, that was the highlight after the championship was like the mask and COVID controversy with, I can't remember his name. You guys probably Justin remember Turner. Justin Turner. Um, that's not really like a best moment, but I'm just saying, I think that's more, a lot of people are going to remember this for just because it was in COVID. Um, but the Dodgers finally winning. That's why I have them at number 10.
1: Yeah, I TSN, was, TSN was, had that game as game four of the World Series is the best game of the year.
2: Really? Yeah. What are you going to say,
1: Mateus?
0: Oh, I think it's kind of like whack that people kind of bashed them for that. You know what I mean? Like, you're with your teammates. Like, you've been with those guys for God knows how long. You've been with your teammates more than you, than he had been with his family. You know what I mean? So, to kind of bash him for, you know, <clears> not having his mask on or whatever the case may be, was kind of weird. Obviously, like, yeah, like, it's COVID. You're going to like want people to adhere to the rules, especially professional athletes. But like the odds of him getting COVID were kind of slim compared to like any other person because of who he was with. You know well, know I mean?
1: Let alone he w- It was in the seventh inning. It wasn't at the start of yeah, the game, weird. right? That, that was what made it yeah. really weird. I just pulled him off in the middle of the game rather than just Calling them out before the game started or before the yeah. or at the morning of, saying you had COVID it doesn't make uh, like
2: I don't think we've seen that in any other case so far where the, a player's been pulled out mid game. Like oh here you got your your COVID test you're positive. I don't think we've seen that at all since then or before then. So it's really weird. Especially yeah.
0: Actually, no Des Bryant. In that's warm-up. right,
1: Des Bryant. Oh yeah, in
2: warm up. Yep, you're yeah. right. Yeah.
0: Imagine like imagine working hard just to get get back to the road facing your former or not your <laughs> former team. Yeah, your, yes, former, team, team. your was... former team. Yes, it was. It was Mid-warm-up, you know, mid-getting ready. His body's all loose. He's gone through his game day preparations. And you get yoinked in the middle of warm-ups because you have COVID.
2: He tested Um, negative afterwards, too. Like, it it was weird. So, that was weird, too.
0: Do you think he'll get a ring if the Ravens win? He has to, I think.
2: But the Ravens win. He's not
0: playing. He said he's not playing the rest of the year. He played just the other day. He got a touchdown. touchdown. Oh, okay. So, he rescinded the fact that he didn't want to play? Yeah, he's playing. Yeah, typical
1: Des Bryant fashion. Yeah, (laughs) But Mateus, good number nine there, Bud. What's your number nine?
0: Number nine. This is kind of this might go over the head of some people who don't follow like college football and don't follow like recruits. But mine is Dion Sanders is selected as Jackson State new head coach and is able to flip his son Shadur Sanders, four-star quarterback um, from Texas Christian uh, High School, to flip him from Florida Atlantic University to an HBCU. Um, I thought this was a tremendous move by Dion. I don't think. Uh, I don't think it was uh, that in that much in doubt if DL was selected at uh, Jackson State that Shadur wasn't going to follow in his dad wasn't going to follow his dad to Jackson State especially um, with the trend of a lot of high level recruits going to traditional programs such as Alabama LSU you know traditional Power Five schools and not really going the HBCU road. so I think this is a tremendous move um, kind of bringing the lights uh, and the and the glory and the glitz to uh, to an uncharted territory you know. Um, not a lot of five-star recruits and four-star recruits go to HBCUs. Um, I think getting one of the, a great Hall of Famer in Dion, you know, prime time. Uh, I think getting his son Shadu, who's a tremendous quarterback, shows tremendous talent. You know, dual threat can move the ball, um, can run it, can throw it. Um, very smart, technically, technically sound. Um, I think I think this was probably one of the bigger moments in college football of the year in terms of recruiting and you know the hiring firing coaches. This is my nine.
1: Yeah, I'm still waiting for Deion Sanders to go join the booth and be on an ESPN Monday Night Football. So hopefully yeah, awesome sooner rather him. than later, but I'm sure he's going to do good things at Jackson State for sure. Number nine for me is uh, one that you guys had a bit more higher on your list, but it's Alfonso Davies having an absolutely bombastic season in 2020. Yep. Alfonso went into treble in Germany. He's a Champions League champion, the first ever Canadian to hoist that Champions League trophy. Named to the FIFA Best Men's Eleven as the best left back in the world, and he he co-won the Blue Marsh Award with Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. So yeah, well, I'm sure, sure I'll I'll leave some more points for you guys to get into with that one because I know you guys have this one on your list. But number nine is for Alfonso Davies.
2: Yeah, that, obviously, yeah, we'll talk about him more because I think Mateus and I both have them in maybe top five. Um yeah. But my number nine is Dustin Johnson winning the Masters this year. This is another guy, just like the Dodgers, is another guy long overdue getting this championship, winning the Masters. Um, he's been good for such a long time, shooting a total of minus 20 uh, throughout the whole tournament. It was good Both to the see. Record. We remember. Yeah, the record. We remember Tiger with his 10 hole. Uh, everyone didn't like to see that in the Masters, but seeing Dustin Johnson win, winning two million dollars. Um, I know you guys know a bit more about golf too, and I think, I think Mateus maybe has this a bit higher up, so I'll let him talk about more too, but yeah, that's what I have at number nine.
1: He's winning on and off the course, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he is. Mateus, what's your number eight, my friend?
0: I got the Tampa Bay Lightning winning the Stanley Cup. Um, I think they've been through a lot, you know, they lost to Columbus, um, and they fell short the year after, and now they just kind of got the redemption. You know, you got, you have an absolute stellar squad. Um, Stammer, you know, Big Steven Stamkos. You know, you got Ryan Callahan there, um, a couple other guys. I think Tampa Bay just had just had all the pieces lined up. You know what I mean? Um, I think Kuznetsov uh, had a great year. If any, getting... Kucherov, Kucherov. That's what I'm thinking of. Kucherov. Um, I think Kuch had a great year um, in terms of what they've done. I think they've kind of like they're that team that like it doesn't matter how many players are down, you could always see them, you know, winning a game, whether it be, whether they're missing three guys from their starting from their first line and bringing in rookies from the AHL squad. I think they're just a well-run team. Yeah, uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Tampa gives another run this year uh, with the new uh, line divisions. Um, but I'm going to take Tampa at eight, winning
1: the cup. Hey, shout out to the Ontario's Carter Verhage for uh, hoisting the Lord Stanley on that Tampa Bay lightning team. Big shout out. Uh, number eight for me is hail the hail Murray with mm, yeah. Kyler Murray showing off big time with your boy, Deandre Hopkins for a last second touchdown to kill the Buffalo bills killed my money line. You know, had Buffalo by two, they were up by two and then hail Mary hail Murray cost me 250 bucks. You know, I'm not salty about it. It's over. It's over. What can you do? Right? Whatever. But yeah, we haven't seen much hail Mary's in the NFL this year, minus Derek Carr somehow ex, keeping the Vegas yeah. from losing to the New York jets, but Tyler Murray's making a good case to be in Could Get some MVP, MVP boats this year. And they're just holding on to that last and final playoff spot in the NFC by the skin of their teeth. So number
2: eight is Hale Murray. Yeah, that was just a great play to watch the, the whole game. Uh, number eight for me, this happened early in 2020 and this is Joe Burrow defeating Clemson in college, in the college football championship um, in his senior year, he just balled out. They went 15 and 0. Uh, he passed for over 500, 560,000, uh, hundred passing yards, 60 touchdowns, only six picks uh, close to 400 yards rushing and five rushing touchdowns. And obviously me being the Clemson fan, it was not a fun game to watch in the finals. It was kind of, it wasn't that close. It wasn't close as everyone expected it to be. Uh, Joe Burrow, obviously earning the right to be the number one overall pick in the draft uh, months after uh, in that game. Through for almost 500 yards with 463 and five passing touchdowns. So him just balling out 15 and 0, winning the championship, getting drafted number one. I think uh, that's, that's was a really good moment for a lot of people to see. So number eight.
1: Uh, so I heard that this Ohio state game uh, against Clemson on new Year's is going to be a tough
2: one to watch too, but Clemson fans. Uh, I think it was for our Ohio state, just like last year too. It's going to be that Dabo,
1: uh, that Dabo TikTok. Which one? I, oh. I said
2: that to Jay. Yeah, man.
0: Sweet. Rock, sweetie, rock. Double sweetie is now on TikTok. Oh. <laughs> He's on
2: TikTok. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. More cringy than your like, jersey, bud. No, I like
0: doubles dude. recruiting. Don't, don't get me wrong. Double poaches a lot of players from my roll tide, but going on TikTok just to steal a couple three-star recruits isn't cutting it, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Tell you, i
2: number seven, my, my friend.
0: My number seven, I'm going Dustin Johnson wins the Masters. Um, just an unbelievable showing for the guy. Um, this is kind of like the first masters I've kind of like watched, uh, through and through, um, from opening day all the way down to the final Sunday, just cause like I picked up golf obviously cause of COVID and, you know, yeah. I wanted to keep myself, I wanted to feel the competitive edge and, you know, obviously Jay and I went. First most round. honest
1: golfer I've ever met, Mateus. The most honest golfer ever.
0: Oh, I, buddy, I shoot on average 115. That's Me what lying. I'm
1: saying, man. You are the most honest golfer ever. No drops, no mulligans, no nothing. I commend you for it.
0: Well, me me taking a drop isn't, or me taking a mulligan isn't going to drop me. Isn't going to take my one fifteen to an eighty six. It's going to take it from one fifteen to one fourteen. So it doesn't make much of a difference. Mm-hmm. So no, I I kind of felt like a new appreciation for like, you know how difficult it is and how like how mine like there was times where like I couldn't I wasn't hitting the right shot. And I was getting frustrated. Yeah, I can only...
1: I hope we didn't don't talk to those guys in front of us at uh, Whirlpool. Eh.
0: Oh. <laughs> um. um you know, obviously, like, when Jay and I went to go play, like, it was obviously, like, I was getting frustrated just trying to, like, even just get my rhythm going. I can only imagine the stretch levels you could you could have when you're playing for $2 million, right? Um, so I think just – I think Justin Dodge is one of the best golfers right now. I put him – you know, I put Tiger, Phil, Brooks Koepka in the mix, um, Rory, uh, Deshambo, Um DeChambeau I, the, I, I would put those guys together. I think uh, DJ had an absolutely unreal round. Uh, you could see that he was just he was just lasered in, he was laser focused. Um, so yeah, that's that's my seven.
1: Yeah, like Dustin Johnson's got a lot of knocks on him for like not being able, not being able to close out majors, right? Yeah. Uh, and he's the one of them that's has, has escaped him has been the Masters. You know, he's been in, he's been he's won the U.S. Open, obviously. He's been close at the PGA, but yeah, and I, I, it's been noted, but he wins on off the course. Uh, number s- number seven for me, sticking with golf, it's uh Charlie Woods stealing oh the show. At the PNC Championship, not too long ago, out in Orlando, absolutely unbelievable performance. Charlie Woods is the 11-year-old son of Tiger Woods. If anyone doesn't know, and he was he played absolutely lights out. Has a better swing than me already, and he's 11 years old. It's unbelievable. Uh, sticking pins four or five feet every time, pin striping fairways, wearing the same outfits as Tiger. Both of them had the same Sunday red. And he was, you know, he was giving the tiger fist pumps and oh, it was just an unbelievable sight to see. It was can't miss TV. So number seven for me is Charlie Woods.
0: I think- like to play at a, at a hidden lake. You know, I think that course might give him for a challenge.
1: Yeah, I think so. Hey, eh? let play 500 a hole with Charlie Woods. I like that.
2: Didn't he shoot a <laughs> like in that tournament? and
1: Yeah, and it was that- father's son. So Tiger's helping him a couple holes, but
2: helping him out too, but he made an eagle. In yeah. One he, hole, he, but- uh,
1: he, he would definitely carried some of the holes for sure at exactly. 11 years old. Unbelievable.
2: He's crazy um number seven for me uh this one kind of kind of bugs Toronto fans maybe a little bit Toronto Maple Leafs fans but it's Davey David Aries the Zamboni driver comes in as goalie uh for Carolina and beats Toronto so in this game he came into the game within the second period because Reimer and Mrazik were both injured so they needed the backup goalie the emergency goalie uh he, he had a rocky start he left his first two shots so he let them in but after that he stopped the next eight and the Canes would go on to win six to three. The funny thing is he was wearing a Maple Leafs shirt under his jersey the whole the, time. He's
1: a Marley Zamboni driver.
2: Yeah, he's a Marley Zamboni driver. He was wearing it under his shirt the whole time. And he also set a record for being the oldest goalie to win um, in his regular season debut at 42 years old in 194 days. So that was pretty cool to see. Obviously not everyone gets the chance to play in an NHL game and me as a goalie, like that's awesome to see Uh, just some guy just living his dream out there on the ice and getting the win too, against probably his favorite team. So yeah. Number seven, David Aries. Yeah. I
1: still can't watch the highlights of that game. (laughs) Haunts me. But number six, Mr. Mateus, what is it, my friend?
0: I got the Dodgers winning the world series. I think LA kind of finally got over their title joke. Um, You know, (laughs) LA, the Lakers got their ring. I'll talk about that more later. Um, I think the Dodgers are kind of due for one. They've been ever so close. You know, they kind of put together a million, like a like a dream team, you know, of of uh, all-stars. So I think it was about time, you know, LA, the Dodgers got their ring. And um, it was only so fitting that the stadium was empty because I don't think most LA fans watch a lot of baseball. So, <laughs> that's kinda... so
1: facts, so facts.
0: <laughs> the only time I've seen a full LA Dodgers stadium. Is if is
1: Magic Johnson's uh... in the crowd.
0: Exactly, exactly, so... <laughs> I'm taking the Dodgers at six to win the win the World Series. Yeah, people
1: think Toronto fans are corrupt. Just look at LA fans. Seriously. Unbelievable. It really is. I've Number six. More, go ahead, ahead Matthias.
0: More fans of Venice Beach for uh, pickup basketball games. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, did you see
1: like, Jack Leo and Roddy Black a couple of years ago down at Venice Beach playing basketball?
0: Oh, that's a sight to see right there. It
1: really is. Get that garbage out of here. Number six, uh, Malcolm Murray touched upon. It's David Ayers still on the show. Uh, Yeah. Being a Leafs fan, that it stings still to see that an emergency backup goaltender was able to beat a playoff team, or I guess not really a playoff team in Toronto. But as soon as coached, oh, yeah, I, I kid you not that I when I saw David Harris coming in, I thought it was gonna be a bloodbath. Because like you said, Malcolm, he gave up the first two goals. Yeah. But it's not like the Leafs playing stellar defense the whole night, right? I was thought it was gonna be like I don't know, nine, seven, eight, nine, nine, eight, like old-time nineteen forties hockey where you see a ton of goals. But David Ayers settled if I could say this without laughing, that David Ayers settled in yeah. and played decent hockey, and he got a nice little water shower after the, from the, the hurricanes, and they kept they got the hockey nine canada towel on his neck. So, you know, living on a boyhood dream, David Ayers.
2: Yeah, I think he's living all our dreams making it to the show just for one game. Um, number six for me, this happened kind of recently. Um, it's Sarah Fuller becoming the first female in a power five. Uh, college football game with Vanderbilt and she became the first one to score first female to score um, in a major conference football game. Uh, obviously, this was a huge moment in sports for many reasons. In this game, she kicked off only in the second half against the Univers- University of Missouri. Um, in the season, she was only two of two from extra points. But in those two games, Vanderbilt lost forty one to nothing and forty two to seventeen. So it's not even like she every chance she had, she made it. It's not like they gave her a lot of chances to show off her legs. so, kind of sucks to see that that they couldn't put up more points so she could kick them in. Um, and yeah, I just think it was a great moment for women to finally be included uh, in sports because like in this position, like as a kicker in football, that's a position where um, this can be this can happen and you can integrate both men and women in the sport. So I'd love to see it. And that's what I have at number six.
1: Yeah, we could you could think Vanderbilt for being so good. So that's why we saw Sarah Fuller make her first points in her second game. Yeah. Vanderbilt laughing stock of the SEC. Yeah. Mateus number five. Do we definitely don't have this one on our list. What is it, my friend? Oh,
0: yeah. I got Gavante Davis defeats Leo Santa Cruz to retain the World Boxing Association lightweight title and to win the World Boxing Association super featherweight title. Gavante Davis, you guys fell out of boxing. You know, Tank Davis, you know, undefeated right now, kind of following the in the footsteps of his predecessor and his mentor Floyd Money Mayweather. Or some people would know him as Pretty Boy Floyd. <laughs> I think the sport of boxing right now is kind of being overshadowed by these, you know, these clowns like Bryce Hall and, you know, Logan Paul. The Paul's, and yeah. all, the, all these YouTubers, you know, looking to make a quick buck and, you know, not yeah. willing to, you know, um, you know get the MMA license. You know, they just kind of want to do the little celebrity bullshit and, you know, touch up gloves and look tough, you know, for their TikToks viewers, whatever the case may be. Um, in the words of Dana White, I think the state of boxing right now is kind of a joke. But the only guy's kind of keeping it alive, alive right now that likes it. One of the guys keeping it around right now is Gavante Davis. Um, I think he's an unbelievable fighter, only 26 years old out of Baltimore, Maryland. Um, you know, much le- every, every time he goes back to Baltimore, he shows much love to his community, can share that he's a very humble man. Um, I love to see him uh, get another get more title shots uh, headed up into 2021. I think he will. Um, interesting to see how his management approaches uh, the changing of weights. He's been looking at going up a weight class to see how he fares, but um, like most boxers, it's gonna take a little bit of time. But Devante Devont- Davis, man, uh, one of the uh, one of the more overlooked fighters. If you don't uh, watch a lot of boxing, you know you kind of go to the, the Canelo's, the Klitschko's, uh, the Tyson Furies. But if you really watch, you know, like lightweight and super featherweight boxing, you know, Devante Davis is a hard is a is a bad man and a hard hitter. So I'm going with Devante Davis at five.
1: I just want to stick the boxer for a second. You're talking about featherweights into the lighter weight classes. Uh, I want to hear your opinion. If you think Vasily Lovachenko is overrated.
0: I think he's fine. Um, okay. I think the only issue with uh, him is just that like he, he underpromotes himself in a sense where he's so humble to a point, to a fault. Right. So we well, you got, you gotta remember about boxing, right? It's prize fighting. The man with the bigger name will always sell more pay-per-views, right? That's why the guys like Muhammad Ali, um, you know, George Foreman, you know, Floyd. We can go, let's go on, Rocky Marciano. Those guys will always be guys that you'll remember to the day I die, right? I've never watched Rocky Marciano box. Me neither, yeah, but, I have
1: a, but I have an autographed picture of Rocky Marciano in my room. So, yeah, I know exactly, exactly what you mean.
0: So, a guy like Lomachenko, what he has to do is, is essentially, he's already a household name. Absolutely, without a question. Name.
1: he's a stud fighter well, before he lost right i would think he was the best pound for pound fighter in espn's rankings
0: well espn has a tendency to jack off whoever you know, <laughs> they, they feel <laughs> excuse right. my language excuse my language um but with him is that he has to get a bit more cocky if in in a sense where he has to kind of go after big guys you know like terrence crawford likes to go at you know guys who uh, Ter- different yeah ways. absolutely so you Love kind terrence of have crawford. to like you kind of have to have a little bit of confidence in yourself to sell yourself to the media, right? What Floyd did, I'm gonna use examples, of Floyd, because he's he's one of the best fighters at doing this he, he sold himself in a way where he appealed to everybody, whether you love them or hate him. He has a famous quote everybody, some people pay to watch me win, some people pay to watch me lose, but everybody pays me, yeah. right? So my dad personally hated Floyd Mayweather. Oh, he's cocky, he's arrogant, but guess what? Every fight that Floyd was in. Me and my you dad watch it. Watch yeah,
1: absolutely. It's, it's the and, same thing with McGregor now, right? Like a lot of people hate him cuz he's cocky or whatever, but everyone's going to tune in to watch him. love
0: watching the guy fight.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: So I, I think he has to hit that point right now where he has to kind of he's kind of tailing off in his career. He's I think he's what 27, 28. He's getting
1: up there. But yeah, like so, I think everyone talks about his amateur boxing career more than its pro career. Because got,
0: his amateur career was more promoted.
1: I was gonna say the more accolades was what the amateur boxing, right? He's exactly. got some, he's got so Olympic he's got Olympic medals to his name, right? So,
0: so I think at twenty seven, twenty eight, right now, he's got five big main card fights, like five big name before he hits kind of that. What do you want to do stage? Because once right. he's thirty three, he might look to disappear, right? He might look, you know, what I'm done, or he might, you know, fight. The money's one, there, two, right?
1: The money's one, there. Once every
0: two years, right? Now he's 27, 28. He wants to fight at least one or two times a year, which is which is fine. You know, right. you can fight one time a year and make your money or fight two times a year and get your rank up, whatever the case may be. So I think uh, without straying away too much from the point and kind of wanting to keep forward, I think he has to promote himself more. That's just that's just my seeing. Um, I just think he just needs to make a couple call-outs and kind of get his name around to generate more revenue and more worth for himself. And then I think he'd be golden. I think Absolutely. the
1: Patriots right inside Sticking with the list, I got my number five, the OG Ananobi buzzer beater against the Boston Celtics. Malcolm's Boston Celtics, I might add, in the Orlando bubble. Uh, what was it, 0.7, 0.9 on the clock? 0.5, something along point those five, lines? Point five. Point yeah, two, I'm five. sure you I know you remember. And yeah. Taco Fall guarding the ball against Kyle Lowry, absolutely dropping the dime to OG Ananobi. No hesitation, just steps up and drains it. Uh, apparently, OG doesn't shoot to miss, right? Yeah, like a press conference, doesn't shoot to miss. That's why Obviously. he was so calm, cool, and collected. But yeah, it's, it's uh, but Raptors. They don't really have a nice history with buzzer beaters and the outcome of the games, right? Because remember, 2016, Ky Lowry hitting that buzzer beater to send it to overtime, and they lost. And you know, OG, that was for the win in the game. But eventually, we all know how that series ended for Toronto, losing in seven games to the Celtics. But yeah, nevertheless, probably one of the best moments of the bubble in 2020 is OG's buzzer beater.
2: Yeah, and I got to agree with you because I have them right at number five, too. I had the OG buzzer beater versus the Celtics right before, like right before Daniel Tice scored off that nasty feed with Kemba Walker. I remember watching this with my roommates and I'm like, oh, it's over. Uh, 0.05, it's over. Yeah, I remember
1: if you were on FaceTime with me and you guys were up ahead by like 10, 15 seconds and then you guys were all celebrating like what happened? And I just watched and like, oh, and
2: yeah. And then, so they're down and then Lowry, and this is the thing too, in the bubble where Lowry had the advantage of being, being able to back up. I'm not saying it was like, it was still a great pass. Don't get me wrong, but in an NBA game during the season with no bubble, there's the fans there. So you don't have that much space to kind of like get that ball over them, but still great pass over seven, five taco fall nonetheless. So it's hard to do that. Perfect pass right over to OG over Brown. Uh, Jalen Brown's late to get there. Um, obviously, made the series two to one. The funniest thing was OG just walking off like a badass. There's no no reaction, no celebrations. Like, yeah, I just hit that. Just like, it's like that's what I do. Uh, you can't lie. That. that was just, that was just a that's good moment.
0: Hoosiers basketball, baby. That's Hoosiers basketball. Yeah, exactly. Larry Le- Legend type stuff.
2: Larry Legend type stuff right there. Exactly. So, so we
1: so got yeah, second amazing. half of the list coming up, Mateus. What is your number four on the
0: ranking? I got I got the Canadian boy himself. You know, the golden age of Canadian football. Um, I got Alfonso Davies um, wins Canadian uh, wins a Canadian a couple of Canadian awards. I think it was Canadian Male Athlete of the Year, if I'm not mistaken. He got another every year Canadian Press Athlete new, of the Year. They yeah. come up with these new awards every minute every. of the day. <laughs> but uh, he won a slew of Canadian awards, like the Toronto Sun's guy with the nicest smile or some stupid, something Probably. Like, Probably that, like
1: that. Biggest, professional, yeah.
0: Professional, you know, nicest haircut like, or something. Exactly, exactly. He got the trouble up in, in uh, Deutschland, up in, uh, yeah. um, up in Germany. Um, fantastic player. Um, you know, with all jokes aside, he's an absolute generational talent. Obviously, he's still young.
1: I know, he's um, our age, 20 years old. Unbelievable.
0: Exactly. Um, you know, you look at his performance against Barcelona, um, just absolutely handing himself with pure class. Uh, kind of disappointed to see Messi react the way he reacted when Alfonso asked for his jersey. Um, obviously Messi was a bit upset with the way the game ended, but at the end of the day, you know, we're all humans, all you our emotions. I'm sure if the second time around, if Alfonso asked for Messi's Jersey, I'm sure Messi will hand it over. No problem. Yeah. But, um, uh, sticking with that, you know, he's a fa- he's a fantastic kid. The way he's kind of been thrusted into the spotlight, especially in a top five league, like the German league, like the Bundesliga, I think it's phenomenal. You know, you rarely hear him, him doing anything stupid. Um, yep. he's always nice. He's always humble. Every interview he does, uh, he always has a smile on his face um you know he, he just the way he carries himself even on the internet you know a lot of people give him uh smacks say, "No, you're overrated but he just kind of brushes it off and kind of does his thing uh might I add that he smashed PSG twice you know kind of yeah out. yeah <laughs> yep. if you're informed about what's going on in the world um he did smash PSG twice little PG-13 joke for all you folks out there uh but yeah I got I got Alphonso Davies at four
1: yeah. Absolute stud of a girlfriend. pretty Scott. got off. You're saying PSG twice. I know what you mean. Number four, for, number four for myself is a Sarah, Sarah Fuller making history. Malcolm already touched upon it. Uh, I won't get too much in depth because Malcolm pre- did a pretty good job of explaining it already, but this is definitely paving the way for more females to get into the sport of football yeah. and be kickers. Right. I remember we saw, I was a couple of years ago on Malteus's Philadelphia Eagles, Carly Lloyd hitting field goals. That yeah. almost, that almost happened. Right. So with Sarah Fuller actually making this happen, I think it opens the door for a lot of girls to say, "Hey, I can do this," and you know, boot fifty-yard field goals, no problem. Might so, I had that.
0: Carly Lloyd went toe-to-toe with uh, Vince Wilfork at Hard Knocks with the Houston Texans, and yeah. big, big Vince kept up. eh? big Vince kept up. You know, um, yeah. I'm not trying to take away anything, but yeah, obviously, very yeah. Just,
1: interesting. just hang a thing up, baby, baby back ribs. In front of Vince, and he'll do anything for you. <laughs> there you go. Number four from Malcolm. Let's see it, bud.
2: Yeah, you guys already touched upon it. It was Alphonso Davies just going off this year. You guys really named all the awards he could possibly get. Like one thing he didn't get he was the runner-up for UEFA uh, Defender of the Year, which is runner-up at 20 years old. That's ridiculous. Obviously, FC Byron going 23 consecutive consecutive wins this year. Um, I think you guys really touched on it a lot. I'm just happy to see a Canadian guy this successful in soccer because you don't hear a lot about, especially in Never. Men's- Like you don't hear about Canadians being this successful, and he's only twenty years old, and he's already this successful. He's paving the way for a lot of young uh, soccer players uh, for years to come. So Alfonso Davies, number four, top
1: three, Mateus. Let's see it. number three.
0: I hate to say it, and I and and it pains me because I'm a Jordan guy all the way through.
1: Yeah, that's very noted.
0: Hats off to LeBron for getting his fourth. You know, um, as much as I love to hate, I like I can't stand him. Like I just don't like him because of what he's done to Toronto and. You know, he's Toronto. just, he's just, he's just the mecca of everything. But as a, as a man and as a human being, he's the most A1 person with, I've never met with that. I can tell you can, you can tell he's humble to the core, um, you know, but aside from the basketball fact, you can tell that, you know, what he does is from the bottom of his heart. And what he loves is taking care of people. Cause he knows what people have been through because he's gone through that stuff, you know, open up the, the I promise school, you know, whether it be donating uh, money to charity, whether it be you know help making sure his kids are always taken care of, and you know, a lot of people you know give him smack and saying, "Oh, LeBron's spoiling his children." Um, I think that's kind of I think that's kind of unfair criticism. You know, a guy like LeBron who literally came from nothing, you know, yeah, single mom. I think LeBron kind of saw, as as a man, right, the the greatest joy in life is it. You know, you can win all the accolades in the world. You know, you can win Nobel Peace Prizes. You know, Super Bowls, MVPs. But the greatest joy in life um, is being a father, and being a father at some point, like it's gonna happen to all of us. Like, I, like I hate to burst your bubble. It, it will. Though. It will. But you
2: Jay's know, cracking up over here.
0: Yeah, Jay's Jay's scared. Mister right? Sentimental, Mateus.
2: Who's who's <laughs> on this side of a man? Seriously. we've yeah, seen this both, <laughs> either.
0: But what do you think about it? Right, you know, he's done so much for his children. You can tell that he he genuinely does it because he cares. He doesn't do it because you know he wants the attention. You know. You see him at his son's basketball games in, in high school, this guy's jumping up and down because he's happy, right? And the media gives him smacks at all oh, the bronze being an attention seeker. No, man. Like when oh. you're a, when your kid at 13, 14 is pulling off plays like that, I would be over the moon. Right? <laughs> on, and, then, huh? and then, you know, people gave him smack for doing the dunk lineup with his uh his AAU team. Like, shut up, man. Like, just because like your father thought you were a horrible basketball player doesn't mean you have to shave uh, LeBron for doing a dunk line you know I've like I've warmed up with my brother's team before and I have I wasn't even on the game sheet you know what I mean like there's stuff <laughs> like that like if I was LeBron you know what I mean you give back and kind of going back to the basketball thing I think his fourth title you know kind of puts him in that's in that conversation for two yeah. um, he's been, he's and it definitely one. does he's and the scary thing is is that he's not done yet yeah. I think mean, a lot of people forget the fact that he's not done yet he puts um, I, think a, I think a study came out it was 1.5 million dollars into recovery and wellness. Yeah. So he invests $1.5 million alone on just taking care of his body. And I don't know if you guys know a lot about cars, but, you know, some cars get worse with age, and some cars just stay the same. Ferment like better. fine wine, baby. Exactly. So I think LeBron's fourth ring, and I'm and – yeah. it, it, it sucks to say. she's
1: choking on reality right now.
0: I'm <laughs> such a Jordan guy. There's a possibility, like there's a high possibility that he could get two more before he's done.
2: Yeah, hundred and
0: and at that point, and at that point, I'm not gonna give up Jordan being the GOAT, but I think you would have to submit Jordan as, uh, sorry, not Jordan, LeBron is number two all time.
1: Absolutely, yeah. he, so he wants but, to play with his son Bronny, right? So what? He's got three more years, four more years before that's well, a reality. So I'm still,
2: I'm gonna wait for this podcast when I know we talked about it a long time ago. Uh, the Jordan oh yeah, Re- the
1: Jordan LeBron debate that was
2: a heated, so heated debate. Well, in don't you worry? That's gonna be coming. Before
0: I kind of end it off here, you know, kind of go with the whole thing of, you know, he wants to play with his son. Um, It's kind of weird now because the NBA is in a weird stage because, you know, LaMelo was supposed to go to college, you know, deferred, went to Europe and just got drafted. Mm -hmm. So I think that the the college wasn't done by the time Bronny hits. Yeah,
1: I might not even be there. You're right.
0: 17, 18. I don't think he'll even have to worry about uh, uh, going to college. Or what he might do, which is might be the smartest thing, is opt out of going to college, training with his dad the off season, and then declaring for the draft. Because you don't necessarily all you I think all you have to do is be nineteen or eighteen to declare for the draft and spend a year off. I think that's like the Yeah, you, should have be, yeah you have to be
1: yeah, you'd be one year removed from high school. Yeah. So all you, has just, all you have to
0: do is just take all you to do is just take a gap year. Yeah. Like we would normal university declare lap
1: exactly. So,
0: so he essentially could, you know, uh, skip out uh, the super senior year of high school, which I'm sure he probably will do. He's got nothing left to prove in high school, and then take the year off, go trade with his dad, and declare for the draft the following year. So there's a possibility that LeBron playing with Bronny. It, it's a very much a reality. It's just a matter of how the NBA conducts himself moving forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that's
0: my that's my number three, LeBron uh, getting his fourth NBA title.
1: Yes, sir. Number three for myself, Akil Thomas scoring the game-winning goal against the Russians in the World Junior Championship of 2020. Back Way back in January, you know, we everything everyone Canadian can thank the video camera on top of the boards there from saving a delay, a game penalty, and being able to see Akil Thomas score the game-winning goal. You know, he didn't get much playing time, that whole World Junior Championship. That's well-documented. On his 20th birthday, I might add, scoring that goal, but the mint in 26 seconds, I believe, left to give Canada its back-to-back gold medal championship wins. Uh, who knew what the year was like after? Who would have predicted what the year would be after Akil Thomas scoring that game-winning goal? But yeah, this is one of the best memories of 2020 for him and for Canada as a whole. So number three is Akil Thomas scoring the game-winning goal, clinching the gold medal.
2: That feels like ages ago, honestly. Like, it does. Like- it does. It feels surreal, man. Yeah, and I'm happy Canada's playing good this this year. They play Finland tonight, so hopefully they win and win it again this year. Um, my number three, you guys kind of mentioned it already too, I think Mateusz touched on it, was Tampa Bay winning the Stanley Cup. Um, obviously, what really made me put this up higher than everything else is obviously they lost to Columbus. They got swept by Columbus a year or two before. Um, but Stam- Stephen Stamkos came in and he scored a goal in game three. He made it 2 nothing in a 5-2 win. So he got that goal after like 10 seconds or something after Kucherov scored. Um, and I just think it was, it was about time temp. It was kind of like that LA Dodgers situation. Like it's, it's about time. They want it because, you know, they've been there before. They lost to, uh, was it, who, who did they lose to? The LA, no. Who did they lose to in the Stanley Cup? Oh, was it the LA Kings? Yeah. No, that was, um, yeah, they won too. Yeah. So yeah, the LA Kings. No, oh,
1: Chicago, <laughs> Chicago.
2: Chicago, Chicago. Ben Bishop
1: Bishop ran into his own guy and Patrick Sharp tucked it in.
2: empty. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, so we remember them going that far. They've always been that team finishing high up. um, Like first, second place in the league, sometimes not being able to get it. This year they do. Stamkos came in after battling all those injuries.
1: Which we still don't know what it was for whatever reason. Pardon? Still don't know what the injury was.
2: Yeah, Still, but we know he's ready this year, but I have Tampa and Stamkos winning the cup this year at number three.
1: We're down to our last two picks. Mateus, number two.
2: Um this was kind of a no
0: brainer for me. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Um this kind of leads into the spinach. Oh, oh we'll get it
1: to the spinach we'll <laughs> a minute. Don't uh, you worry.
0: But um no, no, I think the Kansas City Chiefs had an absolute stellar squad, uh stellar quarterback. You know, we look at the likes of you know uh Tyra Matthew, um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. Um they had a great uh front seven. Um, then you look on the offensive side of the ball. You have Miko Hardman. You know Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Patty Mahomes. Um, so many names. Andy Andy Reid as your head coach. You know former Philadelphia Eagle. You know what Shady McRoy to
1: that one, eh? Yeah. Couple
0: of Eagles. You know getting the Super Bowl rings. Not a big deal. How are you? Um, <laughs> you know, kind of taking uh, kind of taking down the 49ers, You know, it was it was nice to see that Kansas City um, finally get a ring. Um, in the words of Donald Trump, congrats to the greatest city in the world of Kansas City on getting a ring. Absolute clown, absolute moron, absolute muffin head. But, uh, you know, the Chiefs deserved it, man. They were the best all-around team that year. Um, you know, every game they played, you know, was, was you know, it was like watching a movie of how many highlights they had alone. You know, yeah. you, you, think about, you think back to the Houston game, you know, down 24-zip, um, I'm sure if you were a betting man, and you put ten bucks on Houston, and the return was like two two ten or something like that. You would have cashed out at two ten because were up to up. And then if you flip the two ten back into a, into a little uh, little money line for the Chiefs to win, you're a laughing, man. Um, <laughs> I think Kansas City played a great year that year. It wouldn't surprise me if they they win again this year. So um, yeah, that's yeah. my number. That's my number two.
2: Yeah, we can't wait
1: for my number one because we'll get into oh. more of that conversation later. Oh, my Alba <laughs> yeah, a little excited about that one. Number two for me is the Toronto Maple Leafs comeback in the bubble against the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know, Game Four of the qualifying round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It looked pretty dire for the Maple Leafs, down three nothing, with only five minutes, two minutes to go left, and then you see yeah, oh, I think
0: it was three minutes or something like that. Yeah, something
1: with- Willie Nylander gets his first Willie Nylander gets his first goal of the playoffs. He makes it three one. Then John Tavares, he gets one with a minute and a half left to make it three to two. Almost gave up an empty netter goal. Morgan Raleigh tripping over Willie Nylander's stick. And then, I don't know how they didn't score, but they didn't. And then, you know, Zach Hyman getting the dirty one with six seconds left to send it to overtime. And the greatest player in NHL right now. Plays for the, happens to play for the Leafs. The number 34 from Scottsdale, Arizona. Muzzy and all, Austin Matthews. Getting that nice little one-timer finish to get a, con- a decisive game Did five. He-
0: did Matthew's PR
1: department to say
2: that? I I don't care, man. I love Austin Matthews. You know, I, I remember watching. The <laughs> I remember, I remember Jay and I were supposed to film a podcast that night and I was like waiting for the Leafs game to be over. I'm like, you know what? I'll throw it on. And I'm like, Oh, Columbus is going to win Jay. Like, don't worry about it. I throw it on and there's, they just kept ripping goals in. I'm like, what the heck, what the heck, this game's going to go over overtime. And you know, it did. And I, I just wanted to film that podcast. It was so late at night. Just like, man, go wait for the least game to be over. Then we can film. I'm like, okay, okay. I remember being up at like 11 or 1130 filming it after, but that was a great, that It was great. the
1: best game them, that game and the five overtime Tampa Bay Columbus yeah. game were the best two games in the bubble without a question.
2: No question about that. Yeah. Um, my number two, uh, Matej just mentioned it was the chiefs. Super, uh, their Super Bowl run. So, like the whole playoffs, uh, I, I liked how they came back against Tucson, like uh, Matei said, 24 to nothing. They ended up winning 51 to 31. Mahomes passing for 321 yards and five touchdowns. Kelsey doing Kelsey like things, 10 receptions, 134 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, and then obviously, they went in the AFC Championship game, one against Tennessee, 35 24, gets big Derrick Henry. Everyone thought Henry was going to bowl those over the Chiefs, but um Patrick Mahomes had other things to say and then in the Super Bowl down 20 to 10 and scoring 21 points in the fourth quarter um, to win 31 to 20 Mahomes getting that Super Bowl MVP uh, it was just a great run to see I didn't I was cheering for the 49ers I want the 49ers to win I'm like oh that's, this is a sure thing and then what do you know Mahomes just does Mahomes and pulled off that win and got the mvp so that was a good thing that was great like football to watch all three of those games absolutely I'm sure you
0: like i'm sure you like the super bowl for other reasons right
1: <laughs> oh that's for number one buddy i can't don't you worry i cannot wait but we have reached the top of everyone's list mateus let's finish it off number one moment of 2020 for you
0: i have to go with my reds <laughs> Crown games of england you know it finally got done. Uh, unfortunately, it was a it was at a it was at an empty Anfield and an empty Kop. Um, I'm sure the scenes would have been majestic. You know the likes of Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, Virgil Van Dyke. You know Allison. You know we look at a, an absolute young and up and coming stud, uh, Curtis Jones. You know uh, Andy Robertson had an absolute uh, season. You know it was great. to it was finally to see. I can I can uh, die kind of at peace right now, knowing that I've seen you know, uh, Liverpool win a, win a, a Premier League. Hopefully it happens again, you know, we go. I was going to gonna the, say, it's
2: few and
1: far between for a great team like Liverpool getting Premier League titles, eh?
0: It is. It's tough, you know, we've,
2: we, for whatever uh, we, reason.
0: It's just, you know, uh sometimes, um uh, like, unfair luck, you know, you you go through a little bit of financial. Well, this year,
1: right, with the injury, the injury yeah. bug, been them hard.
0: Yeah, it's okay, we'll get over it. We got Reese Williams in the back. It's no big deal, no big deal. Big Reese, little, uh Little South London boy, not a big deal. Um, you know, it's, it's a great team. You know, Jürgen Klopp's a hell of a head coach. Um, you know, quite the gaffer. You know, I had a tough bounce with Borussia Dortmund against Bayern Munich. Uh, you know, obviously Mario gotze didn't play that game. Um, you know, Arjen Robben just kind of slipped one away. And then, you know, he comes to England. Um, you know, new team, kind of picks up the squad. You know, did a great job. A great job of, you know, picking up players. Andy Robertson kind of came from Hull City. Not a lot of people uh, know that team. Picked up Oxley Chamberlain from Arsenal. The Ox, maybe the Ox, Virgil Van Dijk from the Netherlands. You know, went and poached Saudi Omani from Southampton. uh, Got himself
1: Salah from Roma.
0: Uh, Roma, but Roma, Roma was at the point where they didn't know what to do with Salah because he had been at Chelsea before. Uh, They were supposed to allegedly sell him to Fiorentina, but
1: Fiorentina. Fiorentina, Did you imagine
0: Fiorentina Fiorentina, um, at the time? If you, I don't know if you guys know, but. Uh, Syria has a has a rule where you can't have more than three uh, non-European players in your roster. So at the time, um, Salah was still on his Egyptian um, yeah. on his Egyptian papers. So he would have to go through the process of taking. Uh, I think it's. I think he has to take an exam, an Italian test, for him to even um, be able to sign a European and Italian citizen. And it's a bunch of legalities mixed into one. It happened to Suarez too. Um So that time the trade didn't go through. So Liverpool picked them up for the, for the cheap, for the lows.
1: That's exactly my point. Yeah.
0: And um you know, we went and got ourselves a little Premier league title and uh, that's all she wrote.
1: Yeah. That Champions league title last year wasn't too bad either, right?
0: No, not too bad. Not too bad.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. My number one, Malcolm's away. No podcast episode. hear some stories about <laughs> this one. Can't wait. Of course, the Kansas City Chiefs San Francisco 49ers game is definitely included in this. But number one for me without an absolute without a question is Super Bowl Sunday as a whole. Absolutely as today it says, majestic day. You know, started it off, you know, making the jungle juice. If you don't know, if you're not if you're 19, look it up because the jungle juice is the absolute key to a great Super Bowl Sunday. For obvious reasons, if you know what Jungle Juice is. And, you know, we had to take it maybe, I, I'm going to call it a power nap from between about two to six. That's <laughs> what I'm going to call you. it. That's what I'm going to call it, a power nap. And, you know,
0: Called
1: Mateus, we, we, we agree <laughs> to disagree. Mateo show, shows up and, you know, he was a hungry man. So there happened to be spinach dip that one of our friends happened to make. And Mateus, could you please enlighten Malcolm and the viewers of what is probably the best moment of 2020?
0: So so naturally, as a man, I I'm, I love food. I'm, I'm a big food guy. <laughs> Jay knows when we come golfing the now. world. We know now. And I always, you know, make Jay, yo, how do you want your steak? We got the whole thing going. The whole thing brewed. You know, being South American, food kind of brings people together. So naturally- I did, it Jay, with
1: this t- I did not with this moment, though. I did not.
0: Jay was like, yo, bro, there's, there's like, there's like munchies over there. Help yourself, you know, meat costa, soup costa sort of thing. And I was like, oh, sounds good. Spinach dip was fucking unreal. Unreal. <laughs> so naturally, so naturally I'm like, yo, Jay, who made the spinach dip? And he points to a female. I'm not going to say her name. She, he points to a oh, female. Oh, we could
1: say I, I, I like Liv's friend, Kath. Okay. Talk okay. Because he needs to know. So
0: I, I like a good human being that I am. I was like, oh, do you cook? right because i was like oh she made the spinach dip i i wanted to know like if she made it it's a fucking hell of a job but naturally you know for some reason you know brock women have this tendency to get easily offended when i ask a question like that like oh do you cook it wasn't me trying to be an asshole it was me asking like oh did you make this sort of thing like because it's good and you know naturally she was so standoffish for the rest of the night was just upset
1: absolutely And and
0: i felt like and I felt like a piece of shit. I am just trying to be a good guy, you know, be- being
2: a good guest.
1: So we're going to tell my side of the story because this is what I remember from
2: this. <laughs> Wait, can I've- you recall all parts of the story? Absolutely. Okay. So, okay. Before,
1: just a little prelude is that, I, being the nice human I am, of course. If I, oh, let's, let's watch Drupal together, right? Yeah, sure. Well, I was still in my power nap when they were on their way. So it's like, hey, it's oh,
0: everything.
1: yeah, that's why you invited her, eh? Yeah, oh, yeah. It wasn't the uh, Jungle Juice? <laughs> yeah, a little bit of uh, an enhancement, a bit of an enhancement. No, it was, it was, it was predetermined before the jungle juice. Has, she was never yeah, coming yeah, over. Yeah. Absolutely, no. jungle juice Bro, it. I can show you the tax after we're done. Don't you worry. Oh, of um, course you get the receipts, eh? That's you need the you need the warranty, buddy. <laughs> um, sure you do. So like, oh like, I'm on my way. and like it's like I'm. There's no way I'm getting out of my bed to get out of there and open the door, right? Like, so, 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 if wow, so guy, eh? yeah, of course, right. So if anyone asks, like I invited you, and she goes, "Wait, is there security?" And like, "Yeah, there's a security at my Super party. Absolutely, yeah, nice." But I wake up and I go, "Oh, hey!" And then, "Oh, hey!" And then Mr. Eric Smith right in my
2: face. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It was a
1: great sight. But well, back to the spinach dip. So Mateus gets over here. You know, we're shooting the shit for a couple minutes, and Mateus goes over to Kath. You girls know how to cook. <laughs> That's what he
2: said. That's how he said it. That's yeah. how he said it. <laughs> yo, hey, yo, you,
1: you girls oh. know how to cook,
2: is what he said. Oh my gosh, man. No, oh.
1: <laughs> whether he intended it to come out that way or not, yeah, that's what happened. You know, it might have been all in good nature, but it's it, it lives in infamy. And <laughs> to my podcast host, too, Mr. Govius enhanced himself in some jungle juice as well. Yes, you know, laid out on my good roommate Jack Foster's bed for some obvious reasons. He calls me over, he goes, What's good? Like, what's going on? He Pulls me over, grabs me over his shoulder, he goes, You're gonna be my best man at my wedding. I go, Huh. <laughs> Don't recall this. Yeah, he goes, You're my best man. Like, Screw my brother, you're my best man. Like, okay, <laughs> good. Cool. Cool. That's, that's how I just want to watch the third quarter. <laughs> oh
2: my goodness. Might I
0: might I yeah, this is kind of a fucked up joke, but uh little Malcolm Golvius has to have his girlfriend carry him in beer pong after that. That's
2: <laughs> Well, <that's how> <laughs> you, beer pong? Uh, you
1: yeah. don't remember. Oh, I'm dude. just going to the bathroom. I'm just peeing, I'm just peeing as he's
2: yeah, puking
1: yeah, his yeah. guts out and it's
2: you're and the Mina's, one keeping Yasmina,
1: that, name, man. Yasmin is waiting at the door for you to finish. you know, like, oh no, I'm good. I'm good. And Yasmin is like, he's not good.
0: That's the first time he's had a disappointing finish, eh? No, <laughs> baby. Damn, bro. But yeah, but Super
1: Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday was like the last real time that we've all been together since COVID cool. hit. So it just oh. resonates more. No. And it was just we an absolute moose. time.
2: We did moose.
1: Yeah, but Malcolm's too afraid to go out after nine o'clock on a, on a school night. So he will yeah, you'll, you'll, I, you'll never see him at Moose.
2: No one like you guys are the only guys I really knew who went to Moose, other than your roommates, obviously. But yeah, man, like, we got the yeah, usual we crew. we the top of our life. Absolutely, Moose. bro. I know. Trust me. I, I keep hearing this. Don't worry. I know.
0: Connor, Connor was there too, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Connor, uh-huh. Matt Lyons, uh-huh. the, the usual yeah. Moose Wednesday crew. But, uh-huh. you know, Malcolm's a little scared past nine o'clock on a Wednesday night. You know, I, I usually passed out after a couple my own casuals. He was about what
0: I thought he was going to get. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, make the long story short. Super Bowl Sunday was the best night of 2020 without a question.
2: Okay. okay. Uh, my number one, obviously, to finish it all off here, Mateus already said it is LeBron James and the Lakers winning this in the the NBA championship and LeBron getting his fourth finals MVP, obviously four rings, four finals MVPs. I think that if LeBron lost, then there was so much at stake for his legacy because everyone's saying, oh, like he can't lose to this, this Miami Heat team and only has Jimmy Butler and like nobody else or, and then he had Anthony Davis to help him, obviously. So there was a lot at stake here, but he showed up because he almost scored 30 points per game, um, 11.8 rebounds and 8.5 assists. Uh, including in the game five clincher, forty points he scored that game. So you can't deny that he's probably, in my opinion, the best basketball player of all time. Um, oh, yeah, he you will, buddy. He, he shot fifty nine percent from the field and forty one point seven from three. So he, people saying that he can't shoot, he was shooting lights out. Uh, the series, he really wanted it. Um, I can't wait for this podcast to have the LeBron Jordan debate because I'm gonna pull out yeah, all the whoa. stats. I'm a little part
1: out, two action. A little part you
2: know, two just. Let's make it a viral
0: movie,
2: baby. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, that does 2020. Let's put a, let me put a bow on what's, everything that's been great with 2020. You know, not as much. I'm sure we wanted to have a little thicker list than what we've had now because of all the interruptions and pauses and cancellations of 2020. Mm-hmm. But all we can look forward to is a great 12 months of 2021. And, you know, I'll get to see Mateus's face call more times maybe. And maybe Malcolm past 9 o'clock on a Wednesday night. Maybe. For a little maybe. Moose Wednesday, actually. Maybe we'll get so lucky. But, you know, there's a lot of big things coming from Pure Finesse, and you're going to hear about it when 2021 rolls back through. Maybe see Mateus a bit more often on Pure Finesse's page. Maybe, maybe not, but I'm sure he's excited for it. We're excited for it. So until New Year's Day, thanks, Mateus, buddy, for coming on. It's always a pleasure.
0: Thank you guys always for having
1: me. Keeping us thanks. humble, you know, showing us a little bit more of a some more subtle side of Mateus, you know. At, today. i Yeah, crying
2: today, so. Right, so
1: great moments Thank with you, you as usual, my friend. Thank you for coming on. Malcolm, Jacob, it's been a great year.
2: Yes, sir.